Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let me read verse 28 again. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. There are five different things God told to Adam and Eve. Number one, be fruitful. From verse 28, multiply, fill the earth, subdue, or overpower it. It refers to the earth. Subdue and overpower the earth. Have dominion means control or power or authority over every living thing. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, overpower the earth. Have dominion or control and power and authority over every living thing. This simply means subdue or overpower the earth. Take control over the nature. Take power, control over the wind, storms, the earthquake, tsunamis, hurricanes, anything that could happen on the face of this earth. God told Adam and Eve and told them, you subdue, you overpower. And he also said, you take dominion, means you take control or power and authority over every living thing. The wild beasts, the birds of the air, the diseases causing bacteria, the viruses. Now, there is still debate going on whether the virus is a living being or it's a, it's a non-living being. The viruses such as Ebola, AIDS, bird flu, and SARS, and coronavirus. And God told Adam and Eve, these are all the things will happen on the way in your life, in your lifetime, in your journey. But you need to subdue everything. You need to take dominion and overpower everything. If God had given mankind the ability to subdue and control his creations, this morning I have trouble here, I have questions here. Why human beings are not capable of controlling or overpowering the nature? Why millions of lives are lost on the face of this earth because of the nature until today? But you know, God is expecting this to happen, but it is happening in the other way around. 
At times we see the nature overpowers and destroys mankind. Even though God said, you subdue, you, domi you take dominion, you have control over the nature. It looks like that we are at the mercy of nature. This morning I would like to title my sermon as, Are we at the mercy of nature? Are we at the mercy of nature? And our scripture for today is right there, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Neil deGrasse Tyson, an American astrophysicist, he says, even with all our technology and the inventions that make modern life so much easier than it was once, it takes just one big natural disaster to wipe all that away and remind us that here on earth we are still at the mercy of nature. The question this morning is, are we still at the mercy of nature? Even though God had given full authority over the other creations, looks like man lost his control the moment he sinned. We know the story. Before God cast them out of the, Eden, uh, out of the Garden of Eden, we see God pronouncing curse, listen to me carefully, curse over the serpent, over the woman, and Adam, and over the ground. But we never see God withdrawing this authority and control back to him. We don't see that happening. I believe this morning man just simply lost it. If you can say that with me, man just simply lost it. In the very next chapter, we see Abel having no power or control over Cain as he rose against Abel and killed him. He just lost the control. He just lost the power. Otherwise, you know, he could have controlled Cain, but he was, you know, he was not having that potential and ability. Sons of God came from heaven and they took beautiful women as their wives. Man had no control. The same water over which God asked man to take control now overpowers the entire mankind and it destroyed everyone except Noah. Looks like God is even using his creations to destroy mankind. Over the same, you know, God expected him to take control. Now we see, you know, very soon it is becoming a source of destruction for mankind. In Egypt, God used the natural, God used the nature, both the living and non-living things to destroy the Egyptians. If Genesis 1.28 was true for them, one Egyptian could have stood, could have, you know, stood and stopped the frogs. One Egyptian could have stopped the locusts. One Egyptian could have stopped the lice, but no one could do anything except Moses. Man just simply lost the control that God gave him over nature. There was a severe famine in Samaria. The doors of heaven were shut by Elijah. No one could open it. No one could do it except at the word of the prophet Elijah. 
You know, we can just go on and on to prove that mankind could never take control over the nature, which was the promise as well as the command that God gave him initially. Except few men and women of God, here and there we see in the history, and even today, you know, having, taking power over the nature and over the human body and over the things that we see on the face of this earth. In the whole history of mankind, there were a few exceptions as the writer of Hebrews makes a mention of those exceptions. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 22 to 25. Hebrews chapter 11, 22, sorry, 32 to 35. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah also of David and Samuel and the prophets, verse 33, Hebrews 11, who through faith subdued kingdoms, couple of them, not everyone, what righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. There are a couple of exceptions, you know, that writer of Hebrew could list there. And as we know, there are a couple of exceptions even today. They are able to take over power. They are take, able to take control over the nature and over the, what is happening on the face of this earth. But overall, Nature was always against people and at times even they are used by God to bring judgment over the nations in the past. And if you notice that promise very closely, verse 28, Genesis chapter 1, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I believe if God would have said that to Adam and Eve, the moment that was pronounced, the control was given into the hands of man, to the hands of the human being. Except the promise or command to multiply, nothing else is happening. Why? And we know the answer, because man sinned. Man just simply lost it. And you know what? The devil just took it over. The devil just took it over. Number two, the devil just took it over. We see Lucifer regaining power that once had given to him, you know, once he had the power over the nature during the pre-Adamic age, because human handed over the control or the access key to the devil. Now the control is with the devil. The control over the nature, the control over the things of the earth is with the devil. The moment human disobey, listen to me carefully. The moment, you know, you need to just follow with me, you know, along with my thoughts this morning so that you will understand what I'm trying to convey. I believe God may open our eyes this morning. You know, I'm not good at preaching at times, but I'm, I'm trying to teach you this morning. You know, teaching is important. I believe that God may speak to us this morning. The moment human disobeyed God and obeyed devil, the exchange took place right there. The moment the man disobeyed God and he obeyed evil, you know, there is a right for the devil 
to take whatever man was holding. There was a right for the devil to give to to take all the gifts that God had given. The moment we disobey God, the moment we obey God, devil has the right in our lives to use all the gifts that God has given to manifest himself and use it for the glory of his kingdom. You know, that's why you need to be careful, I need to be careful. Because devil, the moment we disobey God and obey devil, this exchange takes place without our knowledge. Devil just took it over. He has been using it to raise God's creations to destroy human beings. May it be famine, may it be earthquake, or it may be virus spread, or it may be racism, fight, war, hurricane, disaster, the one over which man has to supposed to take control is taking control over the mankind. It's very interesting, but we need to understand this morning. Looks like we are living at the mercy of the nature. Anytime, anything can happen. You think about Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia is just hanging at their side at the Atlantic Ocean. Anytime, anything can happen. We are living at the mercy of the nature. Man absolutely has no control over the nature. But you know what, man is very clever. He's an intelligent being. If you remember Genesis 1.28, God asked men only to subdue the earth, and he lost that control. But God did not say anything about the other planets. So man is thinking, you know, we just had control over the earth, and now we just lost that control. And what about other planets? Can we make the other planets habitable? SpaceX CEO, Elon Musk, he says, we cannot be complacent about technology development. We have to really drive innovation hard and say, okay, let's go as fast and as hard as possible to get humanity back to the moon and there to stay and have a base on the moon. Maybe a city on the moon to have a base on Mars and a city on Mars to make life multi-planetary. And Musk plans to send a SpaceX rocket to Mars. I mean, certainly he sent, in a couple of weeks before, he sent a space shuttle you know, uh, into the orbit uh, to get attached with the space station. He did that. So Musk planning to send a SpaceX rocket to Mars with cargo only by 2022 and send a mission which would take more cargo and crew members to Mars in his targeting 2024. Musk also said he will send a million people to Mars by 2050. Can you imagine? And he himself said this, I will probably be long dead before Mars becomes self-sustaining. You know, man lost his ability to control the earth, and now he's, he's venturing into other planets to see whether we can make those planets habitable. Human tried his level best to subdue and take dominion over the earth, and all the living things he failed. Now he's trying to gain control over the other planets through technological advancement. Listen to me. But when God found a remedy for sin, even when God pronounced the remedy for sin at the Garden of Eden, or when even at least when that remedy really took place at Mount Golgotha, 
man could have regained that perfect control that he lost. You know, that's my expectation. And I believe that's your expectation too. God sent his own son because, you know, because of man's sin, he lost the ability to you know, have control over and dominion over the nature. But at least now when the penalty is paid at the cross, man should have got regained his control. At least now man should be able to subdue the earth and have dominion over all living things, but it not, did not happen. Why? The same answer. The death at the cross, listen to me. The death at the cross could only stop human from the eternal death. But the death at the cross could never stop human being from physically dying. The death at the cross could stop only the eternal death, but it can never stop the physical death. The death at the cross could only human being to have control, to have position over the eternal life. It has control over the eternal death. That's the reason Paul says, oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? You cannot touch the eternal life that God has planned for you, but it can never help mankind to regain the control that originally God gave in his hands. Listen to me. When human disobeyed God and he obeyed the devil, human lost the control and the devil just simply took it over. Now God had to wipe away the whole human kingdom and he had to reestablish his kingdom to make it perfect. <clears throat> God had to destroy the whole human being in order to bring the earth back to the Garden of Eden. You know, that's how it's going to work in the future. God will just simply reestablish his kingdom. When God created Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, I want you to imagine that was his kingdom. It was in fact his kingdom headquarters. But the moment man sinned, the kingdom lost its significant significance. Garden of Eden was the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven because the king was there. But the moment man sinned, the kingdom lost its significance. It was no more a monarchy. It became, I don't know how to put this, but it became a kind of democratic in nature, where you have the ruling party and you have the opposition party. Hope you understand what I'm trying to say. The moment man sinned, there, are two there is a division between God and the devil and hum human being the common object of interest for both of them. God lost the monarchy there. It became a democratic in nature with the ruling and the opposition party. It was no more a majority government. God wanted to gain his kingdom back, but the man was in between, and he was not cooperating at all with God. He was not even cooperating with the plan of God in all along, right from the dispensation of innocence, and even today during the dispensation of grace, man had never been cooperating. Always he fails, always he failed the plan of God. Now God wanted to take the control back. God wanted to establish his kingdom back. God is going to wipe away everything and reestablish his kingdom on this earth. And it is happening in two phases. You know, this morning you may ask me, what is the message? 
This is the message. You know, I believe God is speaking to you this morning. I believe God is making things to clear to you this morning as you listen. Now the establishment or the re-establishment of the kingdom of God is happening in two phases. Number one, <clears throat> or the first phase, is an invisible kingdom and the establishment of the invisible kingdom. When Jesus came to this world, that kingdom came to this world. Mark chapter 1 verse 15, Jesus preaching and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is right at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus said, kingdom of God is at hand. Now is the kingdom of God. You know, nature obeyed in the kingdom of God. I want you to listen. The original covenant or the original command that God gave to mankind. Now we see the kingdom of God is coming back. It was in the garden of Eden, but it lost. But now when Jesus came to this world, because he is the king and the kingdom is where the king is. Nature obeyed that kingdom. When Jesus rebuked the wind, there was a great calm. That was the same expectation of God from mankind. If we would not have sinned, we have the control, perfect control over the nature even today. Now Jesus rebuked the wind that obeyed. Sicknesses were totally healed in his kingdom. They brought sick people and Bible says Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. It's very important. The 12 disciples were in that kingdom, you remember? Because of his presence there, his kingdom was there, they were operating in the kingdom. So he sent the twelve, this is what he said, as he was sending the twelve disciples into the field to go and preach. This is what he said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 7 and 8. And as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. The Pharisees came to Jesus and asked, where is the kingdom? He kept on preaching about kingdom of heaven. Where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom of God? And Jesus was trying to tell them the kingdom of God is inside of you. Luke chapter 17 verse 20. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, you know, this is very, very important. Just listen to me. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. The kingdom of God will not be established the same way a king establishing his kingdom in a nation. The kingdom of God will not be seen as the government of Canada or the government of United States or government of some other nation. It will not be seen. It's not coming with observation. Verse 21, nor will they say, see here and see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Verse 21. The kingdom of God is within you. Where is the kingdom of God when Jesus came and established the kingdom of God? Within, inside of each one of us. So it was not a physical kingdom. It was a spiritual kingdom. It was not a visible kingdom. It was an invisible kingdom. And you know what? The kingdom, that kingdom was not there forever. Jesus was to be taken up into the heavens. And when the king is gone, the spiritual kingdom was inside of us. And it is same today, listen to me carefully, when Jesus was gone, the kingdom of God, which was little seen in, the, in Jesus Christ, was not seen anymore. 
because the kingdom was gone. But Jesus did something. He put the kingdom inside of us. He put the Holy Spirit inside of us that he dwells within us. It's an abiding presence. That's where the kingdom today. So the kingdom is inside of us. And only by faith, we can operate in this kingdom. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. And he said, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Listen to me carefully. <laughs> now the kingdom can function only by faith. Luke chapter 17 verse 6 says, So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be plucked up and uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. John chapter 4, 14 verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Jesus installed the kingdom of heaven inside of all of us today. And that kingdom can operate only by faith. And by reading all the scriptures, when we really have the kingdom of God, heaven inside of us, and when we operate by faith, there is nothing, there is no limit that what we could do. We can easily gain that control that Adam and Eve lost originally. Certainly when the kingdom of God is inside of us and when it is activated by faith, listen to me, miracles do happen, nature do obey, sicknesses do heal. But they won't happen or they don't happen the way when the king was present. The way when the king was operating in his kingdom. <coughs> we need to talk the reality. We need to talk the word of God. They don't happen the way disciples were operating in the kingdom. It makes a difference when the king is present. We saw all getting healed in the kingdom of God when the king was around. But today we don't see all getting healed. I've been you know, in many miracle crusades. There are a couple of wheelchairs are empty when the meeting is over. But I also seen hundreds and hundreds of people, they just go back in the same way they came. Not all of them getting healed. Not all of us are getting healed. It, it, it's a little disturbing, but it, that is a fact. When the king is around, that makes a difference. Now the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And with faith, we are trying to operate. You know, we cannot deceive people saying that, you know, God is healing. God is healing everybody. You believe in Jesus, you will get healed. You cannot deceive people. And eventually they die losing faith in God. We need to be teaching the right word of God to them. Yes, miracles do happen. We need to have faith. And we can, you know, we, 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 we can wait for healing to take place. And we just trust in God. But finally we give everything to the hand of God and we tell them, Lord, that your will be done in this matter. The rest is up to him. But when Jesus was walking on the streets of Jericho, streets of Jerusalem, everyone was healed. Remember, Adam handed over the key to Lucifer. Now Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth 
will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That takes faith. That takes faith. But we don't see this as a permanent solution. At times our faith is so feeble. At times we, we give up easily. We are, we are still living in our flesh. No one on the face of this earth by his faith could stop coronavirus. It did not happen. I wonder, are we still at the mercy of the nature? Only one section of the promise or the command God gave to Adam and Eve is fulfilled. That is multiply. We perfectly did that. We multiplied. But we never subdued. But we never domin take domin took dominion over the living things on the earth. The nature is destroying us. Just in the past three months, it had destroyed more than 430,000 lives. And it is still continuing to destroy. Because we never subdued and we never had dominion. In the spiritual kingdom, in this invisible kingdom, one can never regain the control over the nature and subdue it. Because the kingdom is still inside of us. And outside we have the devil. Outside we have the devil, the kingdom, the, the, the devil's kingdom is established so well outside. The kingdom of heaven is still inside of you. You know, that's why there is persecution. <clears throat> that's why we need to hide ourselves today. And if you want to continue to stand for your faith, because still the kingdom is inside of us. God and the devil can never exist, coexist together in one kingdom. Listen to me. He needs to be removed from the face of this earth. We talked about the invisible kingdom. Number, number two or the second kingdom is the visible kingdom. But remember the kingdom never lost its mission. That mission started in the Garden of Eden. And it never lost its mission. God is going to, going to permanently take the key from the hands of the devil. And he's going to shut him up. Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 to 3. Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years. Listen to me. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. Verse 2. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, and set a seal on him, so that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Listen to me. Even for God to establish his kingdom, it takes for him to imprison the devil. Even for God to establish his kingdom, he cannot just do it when the devil is on the face of this earth. You know, many times we underestimate devil. Many times we are in the hype of, you know, knowing who our God is. You need to know who our God is. But same time, we also need to know who the devil is. And the limitations with which we operate. We could never open up things in front of people and make false promises. Still the kingdom is inside of us. It takes even God to shut him up for to establish his kingdom. And how much difficult it will be for you and me. Then God is going to establish this kingdom. Whatever was the expectation of God from the hands of Adam and Eve is going to be fulfilled in the lives of those who are going to reign with the Lord God. 
And Bible says Jesus Christ will serve as a king and he will in fact serve as a king of kings and the Lord of lords during the millennial kingdom of God on the face of this earth. People of Israel rejected him, rejected the king, rejected him as a king, but now he is going to regain his power as a king. If you remember in his death, it was posted on the cross, this Jesus, the king of the Jews, this Jesus, the king of the Jews. No, not only for the king of the Jews, now when he is going to establish his kingdom, he will be the king of the whole world. He will be the king of the whole world. Psalm 72, 8 is going to be fulfilled on that day. Psalm 72, 8 will be fulfilled on the day when Lord God establishes his kingdom. It says he shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. This, this scripture belongs to the millennial kingdom or the eternal kingdom. There are many more scriptures that demand a literal kingdom of God that's going to be established on the face of this earth and Christ Jesus is going to reign over the kingdom. Righteousness and justice are going to prevail. They are the characteristics of the millennial kingdom in contrast to the corruption and in the government in the present world war that what we see, righteousness and justice going to prevail in that government. In the physical kingdom, I'm talking about the physical kingdom now, there will not be anybody who is handicapped that's what the Bible says Bible says there will not be any people who is sick Isaiah prophetically spoke that in many scriptures I read that for you you may not get that in the screen I'll read that for you Isaiah 29 18 says in that day the deaf shall hear the words of the book when God establishes his kingdom the deaf will hear the word and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Eyes of the blind is going to see. Isaiah 33, 24 says, and the inhabitants will not say, I am sick. Nobody will say in his kingdom, I am sick. <clears throat> Today, in the invisible kingdom, you say, I am sick. I say, I am sick. There are many people who are sick. But in the kingdom, the visible kingdom that God is going to establish, nobody is going to, seek, to be sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven for their iniquity totally. And the Bible says in Isaiah 33, 5 to 6, even those who are lame will be healed and those who are dumb will be able to speak in that kingdom. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. In general, there is a great longevity. The lifetime is going to stay forever. That is the characteristics of the human race in the millennial kingdom. The life is going to be permanent. No one is going to die. But in the visible kingdom, sorry, in the invisible or in the spiritual kingdom, we die. The ability with which human was created, and that was lost at the Garden of Eden. God is going to help man to regain that control and authority in the eternal kingdom. We are just going to read a couple of scripture passages now, reading from Isaiah chapter 65. Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25. 
You know, the book of Isaiah is amazing. This prophet spoke many prophecies concerning the eternal kingdom, concerning the millennial kingdom. You know, at times, children of God, we take those scriptures and we try to apply in our lives. There's nothing wrong in applying those scriptures, but we need to apply those scriptures in the context. And I believe that God may help us. Isaiah 65 verses 17 to 25. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. He's talking about the visible kingdom that God, Lord God, is going to establish. Isaiah 65 verse 18. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoin, rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying, reading from Isaiah 65, 17 to 25. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled, fulfilled his days. For the child shall die 100 years old. That means it's not, never going to die. Live forever. Child cannot die in 100 years. That means, you know, in God's kingdom, the, the, the number of years that we are counted in a different way. But the sinner being 100 years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. Bible is talking about in the millennial kingdom. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. <clears throat> For as the days of the tree, so shall be the days of my people. Trees will live for thousands of years, thousands of years. So shall by the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children from trouble, for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of, of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass, they before they call, I will answer. In the millennial kingdom, before we call, he will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion and shall eat straw like the ox. And the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Read one more scripture portion. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 6 through 9. Isaiah chapter 11. Verses 6 through 9. The wolf shall dwell with lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand. See, man is taking power, taking control over the nature, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This was the initial plan of God. 
He created all the beasts and all the animals. And none of them will hurt Adam and Eve and his descendants if he would have had the control, but he lost that control. All our desires can be fulfilled only when the kingdom is reestablished. I will be closing in a few minutes now, but for now, there are times you receive healing, but one day you may die out of the sickness. There are times you pray for hurricane to turn to category two, or even as a tropical storm, but it is going to cross the coast as category four and destroy the whole section of the land by showing its cruel face. You may pray and many would have got prayed for you to escape from the coronavirus, you would have escaped, but at the same time, thousands of thousands of people would have already got killed irrespective of their race, irrespective of their faith, doesn't matter whether they are Christian or Muslim or Hindu, they would have died. I'm not discouraging anyone, but I'm helping, trying to help you to understand the nature that overpowers us in the invisible kingdom we are living in now. And the visible kingdom is yet to come. It is good to claim those promises, but we need to know when those promises are going to be fulfilled. God is preparing you and I for the eternal kingdom. It's not worth pursuing God, listen to me, just for healing. It's not worth pursuing God just for material blessings. It's not worth following prophets and faith healers for material blessings. It's not at all worth. It is a question of getting ready for the visible kingdom that is eternal. You want to read the scripture again? Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Then God blessed them and saying, this is what God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That is going to get fulfilled in the visible kingdom of heaven. It's going to happen literally as it is written in the millennial reign or the eternal kingdom that's going to follow the millennial reign of Lord God. That's the reason John says in Revelation chapter 21 verses 3 and 5, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. That's where the king is going to be. Verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Man just simply lost it. Devil just simply took, took it over. But Jesus is going to restore and as he comes back to this world. You know, this is all about life. And we are stuck in the middle of it. Don't seek for material blessings. Don't follow the Lord God for this life only. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 9, I'm reading from the New Century Version, verse and version, listen to me. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, if our hope in Christ is for this life only, 
we should be pitied or we should be miserable more than anyone else in the world. If we have hope in Christ only for the life blessings, only for the material blessings, Paul is saying, sorry, you are the most pitiable or most miserable person on the face of this earth. Let's not follow God for material blessing. Let's follow him because we want to reign with him in the eternal kingdom, in the visible kingdom that is yet to come. Shall we close our eyes?